Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I'm really excited about my guest today and for having him on. I'm glad we finally made time to do this. Uh, Peter Bruce Clark. Peter Bruce Clark is the chief of staff at Social Impact Capital. They're doing some good stuff. Uh, they're getting ramped up. But, you know, I'm glad to have Peter on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about health, healthcare, wellness, and some aging. But I'm not going to steal thunder. I'm not going to Still thunder, Peter. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Anthony. Absolutely. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, no, good week. And I know it's a good week on your end. But uh, before we get into the present, uh, tell us, tell us your background. Tell us about what led you to become the person you are. Um, maybe teleport us back to where it all started. And uh, um, you know, obviously, your your big focus is uh, you know social impact. But uh, just love to hear about your origin story. Yeah, origins. I always find that. Um that quite <laughs> interesting one. You, no, no one ever really knows where to lead with that. It's a bit <laughs> <laughs> I think I rolled out of bed this morning. No, no, no. Right, um, right. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously I'm English, um, but I'm based in the Bay Area. Um, I've been here now for five years um, and working at Adventure um, now for uh, what will be uh, about a year and a half, but have been um, in and out of Venture and in startups um, for now that time being here. Um, I actually originally came to the Bay Area to do research at uh, Stanford, uh, working with two different family offices around impact investing. So always been interested in impact investing, um, always been interested in general, uh, philosophically about how you have agency and efficacy in the world um, from quite a young age. Um, so mm -hmm. the things that I care about a lot um, are climate and health, mm -hmm. um, as well as uh, other issues like uh, democratizing access to finance and um, uh, sort of you know different different innovations that basically tackle large system scale problems. That's what I care about. So you know I came to the Bay Area. Um, I did this research. Um, I came up with two different um, sort of products of that. One that got shelved, which was slightly contentious, which was about um, reframing the impact investing uh, market and mm -hmm. uh, investment ecosystem. And then the other component, which was about how you uh, design strategic investment uh, vehicles, kind of like sovereign development funds, um, uh, private equity firms, et cetera, but mainly looking at double, triple bottom line results and also assessing whether or not that was a driver of performance. Um, so... Flash forward now, um, working with Sarah Cohn, who's the managing partner at Social Impact Capital. It's really funny because um, we, we were introduced probably a, a few years prior to me joining. But um, when, when she told me what she was building, it was just crazy because the thing that I'd been writing about at Stanford um, was the optimal model for designing impact, which, and, and sorry, uh, for, for driving impact. Mm -hmm. um, was this venture capital model that that we're now building? So mm -hmm. that's how I got here. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, Peter. So um, really, I, I, this area fascinates me a lot, right? Because you're doing you're, you can change the world on a, a lot of different levels, and the companies you fund ideally become services and staples and fixtures in their industry making lots of impact and having so much more ramifications on society in so many different ways 
I, I guess, why is it important? Why is social impact now? I wouldn't say it's in vogue, but it's almost still a little counterculture, um, you know, to the traditional venture model, which, you know, everyone was just obsessed about making money no matter what it took, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the ethos behind it, why you're connected to that ethos and, and um, you know, why it's important, why the, the timing of this is, is really good for society. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of ways to answer that. Um, but, uh, you know, for us as a finance first impact VC, uh, we care first and foremost about returns. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we also demand, uh, the, the impact too. We like to sometimes say that we like to have our cake, eat the cake and have the icing on top. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think in order to make impact attractive going into the future and viable for the mainstream investment community, not just within venture capital, but in general, um, we're going to have to make impact sexy. And by saying that, I mean, you have to make it uh, an attractive investment lens or investment. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what drives our behavior is basically looking for alpha in uh, the impact markets. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a lot of emerging research, at least in sustainability and ESG, that points to the fact that um, it can be a driver of financial outperformance. There's a lot of research that's come out of Stanford that suggested that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, yes, it is in vogue right now, but um, I think one, one really important thing, and we've actually got um, a slide that we like to show people, mm -hmm. is that if you look at costs to consumers over time, um, a large mega trend that you can see since like 1997 is that while like, you know, the cost of software and toys and uh, a lot of fast fashion has uh, sort of de decreased exponentially over time, um, what you have seen is that the overt and areas that you could call impact areas. So in health, in childcare, in mm -hmm. energy and transportation. So, um, you know, for us, you can talk about impact in terms of feeling good, but you can also quantify it. And, and so we, you know, we, we like to think that um, we, we like to think of ourselves as sort of warm blood. We really want to do great work, but we also want to, um, you know, uh, make high returns for our LPs. I love it. I love it. Um, Peter, let me ask you about, uh, so climate access to finance, you know, all of these, everything's kind of related to health. Like almost everything is health. Well-being's everything. But tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're fascinated on in uh, specifically health or healthcare wellness. Uh, I know, I know definitely your, your, your interests lie a lot in aging as well. So I just love for it for you to, I'd love to hear a little bit more about like healthcare, wellness, aging, and you know, what has your fascination and captivation in these, in these areas today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so to your point about uh, everything leading back to health, um, I think, I think it does. It's super interesting. Um, I went a couple of months ago to um, a dinner put on by a variety of different sort of foundations and um, investors in venture um, about education. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the topics of conversation there was like, you know, how do we deal with K-12 uh, educational outcomes? And we were, you know, we were there talking about different sort of ed tech solutions or different ways of you know, um, collaborating to come up with some new holy grail of how we would uh, change educational outcomes. And, you know, Gates has done a study on this. And what Gates found, the Gates Foundation spent, I think, a billion dollars on this, found mm -hmm. that um, 
actually one of the biggest determining factors of educational outcomes was nutrition. <laughs> mm. uh, and so what we like to think about at our firm too is um, the fact that complex system solutions are non-linear and um, that's kind of why we, we invest across the board and we're a generous fund. So, so I think uh, healthcare and aging uh, and wellness are important because they uh, factor into your everyday life, everyday experience, and can be very deterministic of how you behave, how you feel, how you think, how you live. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think it's of critical importance. I also care about health in general. Uh, in the States, you know, it's slightly different in Europe. We've got a slightly different, more sort of social capitalist um, uh, sort of uh, arrangement. But, you know, um, in the States, the number two cause of bankruptcy is healthcare, um, which is a, a crazy stat. And mm -hmm. um, then secondly, related to that, um, you know, all the leading causes of death um, are all health related. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you might look in the news and see like terrorism or like shark attacks or whatever, but really it's, it's heart disease, cancer, um, respiratory disease and Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you, you can, you can point to all of these things as a big ma macro problem or big, big large scale problem. Um, for me personally, um, you know, I, I, I have real health issues. Um, for, for me that have emerged over my 20s mm -hmm. um, and then now into my 30s, which has been really just tiresome, <laughs> just miserable, actually. <laughs> um, but it's uh, to do with, uh, I have quite bad GIED, uh, GED and sort of gastro problems and mm -hmm. sometimes topical problems um, from my diet and stress um, and uh, I guess from my microbiome. So, mm. For me, it's a very personal problem too. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. So, um, if you're okay with sharing, you know, what have you found? You know, coming, you know, obviously, like from an investment world, you find even like you know, founders that create businesses, the the external world, the services that one puts out, the the work kind of embodies the micro and the internal. So, like, what are you? What have you? What your research been finding that has made a positive impact in your health? Uh, you know, turning, turning that around or staying optimal? Are you stay, do you stay away from like certain foods now? You try and meditate a little bit more? Is there anything more specific? Because, you know, everyone, you know, has something that doesn't sit well with them, you know, whether it's some sort of food. Like just before I started this podcast, I told myself I wasn't going to drink coffee with cream in it because I don't, I, I'm trying not to drink, you know, uh, lactose. But I, I did it anyway. And of course, I've got a little, you know, I've got a little, little histamine now and I've got a little sniffle in the nose not a big deal but it's like why did I do that you know yeah. <laughs> and so I always think about these little things like you know, <laughs> everything affects your body right in some right. way hopefully it's for the positive any anything to share that's really been working for you um I try not to eat anything in general no mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so partially try not to eat anything in general no um so uh so yeah crema I, I I've stopped drinking creamer I, mm -hmm. I have actually I, I uh, drink not to advertise but uh, I drink ripple products mm -hmm. uh, e-based protein products uh, mm -hmm. it's better when you like take a step back when you think of the sort of net effect of using uh, you know some nuts as alternatives and soy mm -hmm. and that could also be quite bad for you mm -hmm. I have terrible reactions to uh, you know, any oat based milk. So mm. I found like the pea creamer for me, um, you know, it's got pro a good protein content. 
it replicates the um, the sort of texture and the taste of uh, half and half, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't get triggered. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm constantly monitoring what triggers me. And it was really depressing, actually. I found out mm. I had these these sort of um, microbiome problems um, and uh, and sort of and health gut health and 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 sort of just general like digestive health issues because I went into the doctor one day. And I was like, there has to be something terribly, terribly wrong with me because I'm experiencing all these symptoms and I just don't know what to do. Do I have an autoimmune disease? Do I have diabetes? What the hell is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, is they turned back to me. They were like, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What is your health? Like, what are your health? Um, you know, what are your, what are your routines? Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to list them off and they're like, yeah, you know, it's really sad between the ages of 25 and 35, we're seeing loads of people coming in with these symptoms. Mm. And so I try to avoid over-processed food. Mm-hmm. I try to eat as much clean food as possible, um, vegetables. Um, I generally try to um, be sort of flexible, mostly pescatarian, but the mm-hmm. problem like you also want to live so like right the other thing that we're interested in our firm outside of things to do with like your microbiome or um you know like just generally like testing how you're feeling and changing your health over time we're also interested in like different products that you can buy so you know um we're investors in a company uh, and it's not for humans currently um but we're investors in in a firm called wild earth that does actually vegan pet food uh, for dogs. Um, and that might seem like quite like, um, a sort of, uh, borderline, but it's in parallel. So, um, you know, there Ryan has created a product that, uh, is essentially a dog treat that has a higher protein content with, uh, than steak with, um, the, uh, with Koji mushrooms. Right. And, um, those mushrooms actually, uh, and, and his, his, uh, his, his treats are actually probiotic. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you might have seen on Shark Tank, um, you know, uh, some of the, the hosts eating it because you could. Um, and it was actually, it's actually good for you. And Ryan even jokes that sometimes when you're feeling unwell or whatever, and you feel like you haven't been eating very well, he'll sometimes eat them. Um, and so, you know, um, I think, I think what, you're, what you're seeing right now um, is a reaction for a variety of different ways of right. humor um, to move away from the food that effectively, or at least I was fed in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, it's funny. I know Ryan, actually, we, we did a Stanford class, uh, Latino, uh, business leadership class together. He's, uh, he's Cuban, I'm Puerto Rican. And so we really, I don't know, we, we really hit it off. I've been rooting for him and I've been dying to try the dog treats. I'll totally eat a bowl of them. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm obsessed with the concept of these alternative you know, food methods and he's just blazing a trail and, you know, doing amazing. And it's, it, it's a fascinating space, you know, and I'm, as we go along too, like the more, I'm sure you're into mindfulness as well, right? The more you get into mindfulness, the more you start something weird happens. And I think it's a good type of weird where you're like, I kind of want to eat less meat, you know, and maybe I'll just eat some fish mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it affects everything. Food affects everything. And so, um, just really super, you know, fascinating, uh, what's going on in this space. And it's funny. I was just actually mentioning my wife about ripple 
And uh, I want to get the ripple milk because it, it's also got good protein in it. But you mentioned the ripple creamer. So you're inspiring me <laughs> big time to, uh, to to go to Whole Foods and get some, some of the stuff. Uh, I've got to try it. But uh, Peter, let me ask you about... Um, so thank you for sharing about your personal health as well. And some of the things that are, that are working for you there. Um, and, and it almost kind of like, I, I, sometimes I find like deficiencies or things that cause like trauma, stress, or crises on our personal basis, bear with it opportunity. Right. I think the Japanese word for, for crisis also is a, the same word for opportunity. Right. Like, um, and so it almost can grant you like superpowers cause you have to stay clear from the stuff that you really shouldn't be eating anywhere or we should be eating. But Peter, I would love for you to talk a little bit about aging. So I know, um, you guys are looking at different like companies all the time. Um, health affects a lot about aging. Um, I, I know a lot of people out there that, you know, you go on a clean diet for anywhere from 15 days, as little as 15 days up to 90 days. You know, someone could look 10 or 20 years younger, but actually by biometric wise, be like 10 to 20 years younger in terms of age. Can you talk a little bit about aging and, and then where you see that going, you know, in the future? Yeah, I mean, um, by and large, uh, what you see is a, a longer trend um, across countries and across the world is that people mm -hmm. are living longer. Um, but it's all very well living longer. But if you're living longer, but you're not living well, while you're living longer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, again, again, you think of all the costs associated with healthcare. I think that there could be a really just terrible state of affairs where, you know, we're not really looking after an aging population. That's also, you know, perfectly productive uh, and want to live like full and like beautiful lives. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think, you know, where we, we live in a day and age where um, you know, there's, there's thankfully an amazing amount of innovation that um, could lead us to um, think of some of the things that we deal with nowadays as really archaic mm -hmm. and like really kind of old fashioned and almost barbaric. Right. Um, and so for me, what I really care about is it's not, I'm not part of this, though I have uh, a, a variety of different friends. I'm like less on the sort of like, let's live forever kind of um, side of the fence and more like, how do we live longer, better, fuller and much healthier lives? Um, mm -hmm. a similar health profile to like younger people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, the sorts of companies that I look at and come across and I'm interested in um, is companies that are aiming kind of at extension, but also thinking about like overall wellness and overall like, kind of like platform plays for, for aging right. populations. Right. Um, the kinds of companies I got really excited about, um, and they're, they're emerging, but one actually IPO'd recently, um, uh, my friend Nathaniel David, he's uh, the CEO of uh, Unity Biotechnologies. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also another one that's called Juvenescence um, by Gregory Bailey. Um, you know, they work on drugs that help clear senescent cells. Mm -hmm. um, and cellular senescence is, um, you know, you might have not heard of it or not everyone has heard of cellular senescence. <laughs> but, um, it's basically when normal cells cease to divide. Um, mm -hmm. And as we age, more of these cells proliferate. Um, and as that happens, um, being prone to age-related diseases, um, like, you know, the ones like cancer and heart disease that I um, talked about earlier, you know, that increases exponentially as we age. Mm -hmm. um, so how can we change that? So Ned's been creating drugs um, at Unity that have um, been reducing age-related diseases and entropy by about 50, uh, 35%. Oh, wow. Um, so really significant, groundbreaking work. 
if you understand um, that this is a kind of trigger event, um, mm -hmm. the, the cellular senescence, and you're able to address that, your likelihood of um, at least postponing or reducing the propensity of dying from things like heart disease or cancer, um, you know, um, I think that's just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, equally, um, as people are aging and, um, you know, I still think people should be allowed to live the fullest life that they can. And uh, I'm also interested about how we reskill the aging population because of, you know, things like AI um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, just tech innovation in general um, and how that, how that will affect older populations. Um, so, you know, I just think, again, uh, if, we're, if we're talking about system scales problems, um, and aging, a greater age, aging or, or older population is going to be like the new normal mm -hmm. economy. We need to start planning for that. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with unity. I wasn't familiar with the other company. Um, so I'm really fascinated. I, I don't have a thesis on this yet, but obviously as, as our listeners, as even my, I mean, as I get older, I'm trying to really figure out what should be my aging um, stack. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, so I think I was listening to the Joe Rogan show the other day and there was an, an aging expert on there, mm -hmm. um, probably works with one of these companies, who knows, but he was talking about Formatin, if I, if I jotted it down right, and Respiratol, yeah. you yeah. know, obviously, which is in wine and, and the combination mm -hmm. of those two plus like three or four other, you know, types of drugs can really, really decelerate aging. I mean, are you starting to do, or I'd love to hear your thesis on like over the next 30 years, what do you, what do you plan to do to live to a thousand years old? Um, you know, are you going to, are you looking, you know, maybe the unity drug goes on market and you're taking some of these others, but how would you start well, to look at your own, you know, health and aging over would, the next 20, 30 years? I'm trying to decipher for myself yeah. too, like what's taboo, what's not, what's playing with too much science and what's, what's, what's going to be reasonable and, and natural uh and and yeah. why you know as yeah. well you know there's a set there's a whole other movement out there it says why why try and live to a thousand you know why try and live yeah. to a few hundred <laughs> um, well let me be a, a, a brutal european realist <laughs> <laughs> and say that um you know though though i think in terms of 30 and 40 years in relation to my health and you know how i want to be living when i'm on holiday with my children mm -hmm. um equally you know in 2045 presumably all the fish in the sea will be dead. So right. um, for me, right. um, I, I sort of think about, though I do care a great deal about my health and obviously I do want to live a longer life, I also care about climate a great deal. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, my, 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 my management of myself is day to day so that um, I'm able to work on the work that I think I need to work on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then in terms of um, where I see... Um, well, outside of like my diet and changing, you know, the, ne the next movement of food, which is really starting to accelerate, you know, with things like Beyond Meat, um, different, different modes of production, mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about. Um, but in terms of diet, yeah, I mean, it's going to more plant-based products, much healthier products, um, and, and just like proven science, you know, what's actually better for you. Right. Um, you know the the other component uh, in terms of like living older, you know, living a, a, a living for longer, 
um, you know, I went up to Greg at, at this uh, this other company, um, the other um, uh, Juvenescence. Uh, I actually harassed him at um, a conference I was at in San Diego because I went up to him. I was like, "Hello, I really love my dad. Can you teach me how to embalm him?" Um, oh wow! And he was like, "What? What do you mean?" I was like, "No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking." But like, really, can you give me the cheat sheet of how he can live for much longer? Because I want <laughs> I want to be able to like you know. Um, hang out with my dad for for a lot longer huh. and for him and, and my father's already kind of got on this too um but yeah like the, there's like sort of even taking aspirin every day um that there are uh, different ways of which you can like cut out certain carbs in your diet like there he, there's also like a different um kind of uh i guess it's like a cocktail of different um sort of uh, support drugs you can take um mm-hmm. there are some things that are actually on the market right now um, but it's again, it's it's sort of um, not evenly distributed across the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would be completely um, talking out of my uh, <laughs> uh, to- uh, talking. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know the, like the details of that. Out of one, um, yeah, no. yeah. But but yeah, I mean, but outside of that, um, you know, f- future of um, health uh, health and um, health care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're going to move towards an era of preventative medicine. Um, I think that um, we might even go beyond preventative medicine to, you know, um, being able eventually to edit out um, complex diseases out of our DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a company like that in our portfolio that is trying to tackle that. So, I love it. I love it. Um, Peter, this is, you know, super phenomenal. Um, I think, uh, and I see ourselves going that way, right? Like the, the, what we're ingesting, being more mindful, you know, eating plant-based diets. Um, these are going to be things that we can control. You know, the other element that I love your take on, I've never asked this from, from anyone on our show yet, but it's something I've been thinking a lot more about. And, and as you look at different companies and different investments, uh, along the lines of climate, you hit, hit upon something really powerful, right? There's most likely not going to be any fish in the sea by 2045, right? So there's things that we can control and out and things from the climate and environment perspective, we might not be able to control, but we'll, our health will be affected by. How do you think about some of those other elements like, um, you know, pure water, pure air, and, you know, there's obviously like this new debate on whether 5G is going to be healthy or not for us, and we're bombarded. I mean, as we speak in our office, I don't know how many different waves I'm being bombarded with and Wi-Fi. All I know is that when I go out in the park, I don't have electronic devices around me. I feel a little bit better, right, vibe-wise. Are you starting to think about, is there a new emerging ability for tech? Back, uh, 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 to detect these things around you because in, in my my ideal sense I'd love to be able to wherever I'm traveling and staying like know that I'm drinking pure water right if I'm drinking tap like or you know how's the air quality um, yeah. how, you know am I in an area that has you know 72 Wi-Fi signals around me and you know I think now, you're to see you that. know what do you, what do you think about uh, what do you think about these other factors that in our day-to-day life, we can eat the best kale salad in the world, right? But <laughs> what right. if we're being bombarded by by odd elements that are affecting our health and degrading us in a whole other way and counteracting that right. powerful so like, salad we just ate? Say, say you live in a house where you don't know that you've got mold in your house or like, exactly. yeah, quality or, you know, actually when you burn toast, 
or when you when you when you toast anything, it's actually terrible for you too. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, because so, because uh, of the it's carcinogenic because it's in the air. Oh. Uh, so when you, wow. when you basically cook anything, <laughs> I mean, there are all of these like sort of multi, multiple, multi-factor issues like that. I think, um, you know, with the intelligent home, we've still been kind of promised, but have yet to really see in, in a, in a practical way, like, you know, that, that has been, um, uh, you know, I think, I think we've been promised soon to have very intelligent, uh, living environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like still sort of remains to be seen in terms of, um, you know, environmental planning, uh, going into the future and how that in- impacts your, your overall health. Like, I think people are going to have to think a lot, a lot broader than they are right. currently. That's kind of why I sort of made a joke about the fish in the sea, which is not really a joke, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh well, but, I don't know if you saw the article today, but you know, they just did a recent study in California today that confirmed like, obviously what everyone, a lot of people know is the microplastics are yeah. on the deep ocean as well, not just on the yeah, high so surface. You know what I'm kind of more interested in. I'm less about like, uh, I'm less about, um, Hoping for the best. I'm more of a, a line of thought about how do we adapt? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we survive? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we do that? Or can we do that within the same mode of production? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can do it in the same mode of production. Um, but uh, And there will be opportunities that emerge from that. But we really need to start doing things a lot uh, earlier than we think that we Absolutely. should. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of our whole ethos, I guess. I yeah, know. I love it. I mean, it comes full circle, right? And so I guess I'm excited that, that you know, your, your philosophy and your mindset's at the center of, you know, obviously, you know, what you're doing as a firm, as, as, as an impact fund, because um, it's so important to have, you know, these like fringe thoughts and beliefs that are not necessarily counterculture, but kind of, you know, pushing the envelope of like, you have to be thinking about next generation, uh, all these different dimensions of health to be able to understand what's going to have an impact in society and obviously obviously you vote with your dollars but i don't know it's super it's super fascinating it's like there's there's internal what you control external um but you know you're in a great spot to influence both those factors and it's fascinating what you're what you're doing already peter but um peter i just want to say i I could probably jam out with you all day long and and talk Mm -hmm. with you all day long about this stuff but what i'd love to do is as you you know do further investments etc love to have you back, hear more about those companies and what you're doing. I guess the, the most important thing is, you know, for our listeners that like to engage with you on social media or reach out to you directly, if you'd like any of that to occur, um, what would be a good way to get in touch with you if you'd like people to reach out? Yeah. Um, so I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Ask to me on a variety of different platforms. Um, I will absolutely respond, um, particularly if you're working on companies that um, you think are really important. Um, but also if you have ideas that um, that you don't think that um, everyone is listening to. So, um, you know, I love, I do the, the LinkedIn, I do Facebook. Sometimes I even joke with my Gen Z um, tribe that I do uh, Instagram. Uh, but but yeah no open to the conversation so um anyone can reach out to me however they like 
I love it. I love it. I thought you were about to say something like super millennial, like, or, or um, like, uh, you can only reach me on TikTok or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, this is Peter, this is awesome. We'll link, we'll link to, we'll link to the, your social stuff on the, on the show notes. Um, Peter, I just want to say again, thank you so much for making time for peeling out time in the week to do this. This is always rewarding for me. I, I learned a lot. Um, it, it's exciting to hear your story, what you've overcome, but also how you've also take kind of like these little things that you've experienced throughout your life and you're investing them in um, to make an impact on society overall. So it's super refreshing. And um, I really enjoyed our time here, Peter. Thanks, Anthony. This has been fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> much appreciated. Right. Thank you.